Hey man, I'm calling to tell you to get it together, man. Team's over. Okay. Paul is really checking somebody. Else. Hello, I don't like it. I feel it. What is tripping on you like that mean? Man. You ain't what? I'm done talking to you. We don't lie. That's what we're doing now. We lied to each other. <laughs> Bro, I see the profile. Do you want me to make a copy of the picture and then send it to you? So, so your profile picture, right? Your profile hey. picture? And there's a So did you hear about the trade? Right? Not we. Who? The Celtics and the Cavs. <laughs> Take it down. Is that what I mean? I don't want nothing to happen to you. The Celtics have a squad. I don't want nothing to happen to you. I bet. I bet. Yeah, bro. <laughs> but it's so it's a uh, so it's uh, I love you, bro. Kyrie and Isaiah Isaiah I Thomas you, swap. So Isaiah's going to Cleveland. Isaiah's going to Cleveland. Kyrie's going to Boston. Wow. Right? And then there's Jay Crowder coming from Boston to Cleveland. Okay. Wow. I think Cleveland also gets, right. like, one of Boston's first-round yes. picks or something like that. All right. That's crazy. But it's like, well, how we find a good up. shine now? All right. Kyrie's going to be the man. Yeah. I'm just worried about you. <laughs> and then Isaiah's going into the shadows. I love you, bro. But Isaiah's going to put up numbers, though. That's true. Because Kyrie put up numbers. It's not like there's not room in Cleveland to get money. So, but uh, but Kyrie, cause Kyrie still got forty while LeBron's putting up forty. So. Yeah, I don't know. But Paul said he by, don't. Paul said he don't think it's a good move. Still losing by 10, 15, 20. No. Are, 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 we, are you recording? Yeah. No, you good? Come on. Oh. You know how we did one before we did your actual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, man. The biggest thing in the world is Kyrie Irving. Somebody got stabbed on the Mac today. Oh, who got stabbed on the Mac? Oh, that's right. You told me about that. Yes. So that's a real You're in the town? thing. Yes. At Old Town. At Old Town. Chinatown? Yeah. Old Town, Chinatown. Another person was stabbed on the Mac today. Reporting live. <laughs> Stupid, bro. Well, that's, that's crazy, though, man. Like, after the two dudes got killed, was you out when that happened? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was there for that. Um, it just it just seemed like we really got to ask yourself our that question. What oh, what would you do? What would you do if you were presented with this situation of somebody being aggressive with somebody else on the max? On a max, a max is not like, like I mean you can go to the other side, but yeah. it's like you are in a small confined area, right? And somebody that whatever the case may be, you don't know what's going on. If it was mm-hmm. to the two girls, it might have been an altercation. What are you going to do? Uh, I would. I think that in the in the situation with the two girls, okay, I feel like I would have stepped up and I would have been there for that. Like I would have tried to. You would have died. Yeah. So you would have died protecting your protecting somebody that you didn't know, right? Yeah. But yet you have angels. No, no, no. That are, I'm not. I'm not no. trying to die. It's not. I'm not saying trying, but I'm saying like when we look at the look at it. Yeah. I'm going to protect these, but yet I would have to leave back these as well. Who's more important? I don't think that's the question. Yeah. Everybody's important. I'm not not saying that it is, but I'm saying as far as you. I think everybody's important. Okay. Now, who do I favor more? Who do I love? Of course, I love my children. 
Like, that's not even a question. It is a question. No, it's not because, of course, I love my children. But if I see a teenage girl, especially a girl of color, let's mm-hmm. just be real, Same. being harassed yeah. by a middle age, like 30, 40 something year old white dude, like, I'm, I, I'm not going to sit idly by and not say nothing and just watch two teenagers get harassed. Like, I know my character. Like, I'm not. That's how I feel like I would react in that. Now, I don't really know. You really don't know what you're going to do until mm. you get in a situation. I don't think anybody thought that that was going to be their last day on earth. You know, just pushing this guy back from yelling at these girls. They probably think he's drunk. Mm-hmm. They probably think he's just whatever. Mm-hmm. But ain't nobody expecting him to pull out a knife and professionally know how to kill people, like stab you in the right place. He stabbed three people. Mm-hmm. Well, he stabbed one person. Mm-hmm. He just boom, 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 like real quick. Boom, boom. Yeah. Like they didn't know what happened. So he knew what he was doing. He cut them at the right place. I mean, I I believe it. it. I mean, I've been through the same altercation since I've been out, and I did. I I made a confrontation at Burger King where somebody came in drunk, harassing, you know, um, one of the waitresses or not waitresses, but red the cashier. Yeah. And she's like 16, first job. Mm-hmm. She's uncomfortable all the way by the drive-through window, mm-hmm. and the dude is in there bleeding from the head, talking about somebody hit him with a bat. Let me in the bathroom. And they're like, no, you got to go. He's like, I'm not leaving. So, I, I approached the situation. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's my shirt, bro. You got to leave. Okay. I He went by the back door. I'm leaving to go out. A um, few minutes having a conversation with uh, La Brea and my daughter. Mm-hmm. Then three women came out and was looking around. Hey, what's going on? Oh, there you are. We're looking for you. What's going on? And the dude is behind the 16-year-old girl, like, pacing behind her. And she's crunched up like this, like, oh, my God. Behind her inside? They're inside, but they're in the doorway. Mm. And three employees are right here, and the dude is behind them pacing. Mm. Get out the car. I don't know how to say it other than I went jigga on him. Mm-hmm. And was like, this is what you got to do. Get your up out of here. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Real disrespectful. Real cuss words. A really aggressive. Mm-hmm. He ended up leaving with no violence. But say he did challenge me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then what? Me and him getting all the case here in front of my ten year old daughter. I'm mm-hmm. on post prison supervision. I go back to prison for protecting someone and do a year and a half and then my kids are missing out on me. What's more important? No, yeah, your that's family's what, more important. But but it, but in that in, in that situation, you know what's at stake. No, like you no. you don't even have you don't even have any leg to stand on because if anything happens and you get arrested, it's pretty much like a zero tolerance type of thing, right? So do I let it slide? Yes. I let that slide. You yes. just said that you couldn't let it slide. You just, ain't I, that what he just said? You said you. Okay, but I'm, but I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying me. Kendall. He said he's not going to stand by. He said he knows his character, so he's going to do something about it. So, so we have more to lose? You have more to lose? Or I have more to lose than you? No. You just have, you don't have a, a room for error like I do. Mm, okay, I, I accept that one. Right? I, 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 because if that I happens to me and I step in because I don't have a record mm-hmm. or I don't have anything like hanging over my head, if something happens, I'm, I'm going to get the benefit of the doubt in that situation. But in regards to having something equally to lose is a life. Um, no, 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 no. And then you said, you said, wait, say that part again, like the way that you viewed the situation. What, what, how did you say? How did you end that? Because you, you was kind of like the way I'm viewed. 
Yeah, the way I'm viewed. You are a six foot big black man. No, no, no. I'm talking about in the in the system. I'm talking about in the system. The I have I have no record. So because I have no record, if there's you talking about a guy that's already bloody, that's harassing somebody at 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 Burger King, who knows what he had, whatever. But you talk about me, who has no record whatsoever. I have no history, never been arrested, never been to nothing. So if I say that I'm defending this girl, just like you, because you could, you could be innocent in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even if you're innocent, they're still going to treat you like you're not. But because that's, that's, that's there's a zero tolerance. The same, but no, I'm saying the same thing as far as you. If the police roll up to a situation, white dude is bloody beaten up. Mm-hmm. You, six foot, well-built black man. And saying is in an altercation at all. I'm well built. They, they, yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, my brother. I'm saying, what, what, what do you think that would be perceived like? No matter if you've been in, tr- in trouble or not, if they approach a situation, no, no. So they they can still shoot me and kill that, me. At I, the spot. I'm just that, that's I, all. I, I'm I thought saying. you were just talking about like. No, I'm saying I'm saying from that standpoint too. But yeah, I'm saying yeah. like as far as if we just looking at the situation, just like on the max, I don't. We don't know exactly what happened at Old Town. We know somebody there was an altercation. Somebody was stabbed. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Just being that, approaching a situation and letting the facts be Emmanuel Williams, mm-hmm. six foot, try to do. You think they're going to say this? Like, oh no, he's six working foot. the community. He mm-hmm. does this. Six foot? No, I'm 5'11. But I'll, I'll take foot. it. I'm, I'm six foot and well built when it comes to all right. So I'll, I'll, take, I'll take all of that, bro. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, my brother. <laughs> I'm just saying. So it's it's just one of those things that. That I feel like no matter what, like even with, with Kendall, because you know he's small. Okay, he said it. I disagree. Uh, but <laughs> I'm just saying, if they approach a situation with him, is it going to be viewed the same way? Like, okay, would you be considered the aggressor? Are you are you saying? So are you talking about no, from the police point of I'm view? I'm talking about from every point of view. But there's different points of view, so it's not it's not I'm, monolithic. I'm saying like. Okay, we we all born well. I'm born in a place Portland, Oregon. Okay, yeah. so we we all from the town, right? Certain we know that you can say that there is no racism as far as nobody's going around calling me. A, no, there is racism. A, no, nobody's going around calling me in that form. You may yes, but at the same time, this still exists. So ain't if, nobody disputing that. No, no, I'm saying what I, what I'm saying is that with that, if we have we if we in a situation like that, that point of view would be. As far as look at this black man, he's the aggressor. He's automatically the aggressor in this situation. That's okay. what I'm saying. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. And we put ourselves in that position just to protect. Okay. So no matter no matter what situation that we come from, like it seems like you have to ask the question: What is more valuable when we are confronted? But with you, these so you're you're assuming that no one will believe what you say. Is that what you're saying? Because you're black. Yes. Okay. Most definitely. Okay, I'm just I'm just assuming that there are witnesses because if it's, to me, mm-hmm. if it's a one on one situation, we lose our word against theirs. Yes, they got the complexion for the protection. We don't. Well, but if it's if there's multiple witnesses, if you was doing the right thing, you was doing the right thing. And nine times out of ten, somebody was recording it. If it was something that was loud, somebody snapping it. Somebody's Facebook live in it. Yeah. Somebody's recording whatever's going on, typically. Yeah. So, you know, because there's that evidence, he can lie if he wants to, but the tape will show. 
the truth. Now, if if you leave it up to a judge and jury, then you know you, you still might lose. But um, at the end of the day, we all make a judgment call. We all make that that business decision whether or not we want to step in and defend somebody, or if we're just gonna stay it. Hey, it's not my business. I got too much to lose. I'm a black man in America. I'm a black man in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm just gonna sit this one out. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let the good white folks of Portland step in. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just up to, to be honest. Uh, it, it has nothing to do with how I'm built or anything like mm-hmm. that. But the things I've been through, I'm not physically built to defend no one else but myself. I'm just not going to put myself in that situation. Like, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But if he stabs y'all, what makes anybody else think he not he not going to stab me? Mm-hmm. I've already been through enough. Like, I'm not trying to deal with that. You know what I mean? Especially if we're talking about somebody who's just boom, 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 back to back to back, and he's killing people. But that's the thing. If somebody gets stabbed, it's not like anybody that got stabbed had the foreknowledge to know, all right, this dude is about to stab me. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm still about to charge him. Like, it just happens. Yeah. You know, so when you defend yourself or step over somebody, I don't think we were thinking about it in that detail of a sense, especially on the max. Now, if you was at, uh, I don't know, Alberta Park and somebody approached you some type of way, you already got your, all right, this is what goes down at Alberta Park or this is what goes down at anything or whatever, wherever you could be at. But you just on the max, just like some random person, like, oh, I'm on the max. There's too many witnesses, bro. Ain't nobody going, oh, shoot, it just happened. But at this moment in my life, I have enough momentum to be like, you know, just with myself, I'm gaining a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Versus I'm not going to put myself in a situation to start losing. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I still, life is just starting for me, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I got people that depend on me, although maybe the people who need help could be depending on me. Mm-hmm. I'm just not in the position to help. Now, once dude is gone and y'all be happy to bleed out on the floor, I can help by calling ambulance, whatever. But mm-hmm. I, I just not gonna physically no. step in. So, Paul, this, do you know what happened? Is yeah, yeah, you I got, I got it right now. Okay. So it says a man, uh, and this comes from K12. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, KGW8, and Go it ahead. says. Uh, a man was being assaulted when he stabbed another man in self-defense on TriMet Max train Tuesday afternoon in Portland, according to police. The, the man who was stabbed initially confronted the other man and a woman, accused them of talking about him, and demanded they tell him what they were saying, Portland police say. That man then began punching the other man, who responded by wielding a knife and stabbing his attacker, police say. The train then arrived at Northwest 1st Avenue and Davis Street stop where officers detained both men. The man who was stabbed provided medical aid and taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. The man who was punched was interviewed by a detective who determined he acted in self-defense. No one has been charged with a crime at this time. An investigation is ongoing. The case will be forwarded to the Multnomah County District Attorney's Office. And they're asking for people with information. So, basically saying, like, in self-defense... Mm-hmm. On a max, and I think like just the mental health problem in Portland, I feel like it's grown like substantially. Like, right? I mean, now you're just, doing work in that area right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I work at Hooper, so it's I I run into them. Yeah. But um, as far as just public knowledge about how to deal with people with this, you know, with the mental disability, mm-hmm. or um, like I don't know if officers are going actually going through training for that, like. I've never been through anything type of training to say, hey, this is how you address a person with a mental 
disability. Yeah. You know, and I work, you know, in the field. So, I mean, not to say that my training this week might not <laughs> have that included, but I'm saying as far as just... Well, the officers are trained. They, um, they tell them to pull out their gun. Don't really believe it. And shoot. They, that's the training. <laughs> shoot. Oh. On site. Yeah. Hey, stop, guys. Hey, stop. That's the... That's the, is, that's that, the, is that the sound that the gun makes? <laughs> okay, okay. I just, I just have to make sure. That's my that's my gun. But uh, I'm, that's Silence. what I'm saying as far as like how many people. I mean, just today, have you dealt with with the mental disability that you think of? Like, I mean, I'm on public transportation. I mean, I do. It I was downtown days. today, so I was I was talking to what well, I talking, but I crossed a few people and. How um, how many do you think that you came across? Um, uh, that Seven Eleven downtown by Pioneer. By Pioneer, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. That's my spot. Um, about six or seven right there, and then I was at the Starbucks across from Buffalo Wild Wings by the Max. Mm-hmm. A block um, down from the Nike. A block down from the Nike, mm-hmm. and so that was like a good four or five right okay. there. Didn't talk to them. But you know, you see him walking around. Just came across him. Just came. You come across him, and uh, they're talking to other people, or they're talking to themselves. But I didn't talk to him. A good eleven people. What about you? Uh, daily count? Uh, probably just a few. Today. Just just today. Just a few today. Like being in Lloyd, people who are usually there. People who have people like in wheelchairs and stuff like that. Just getting the exercise in. Just a few. No. Well, okay. With the mental disability, that like just a few. Yeah, I would say. I came across because I worked on six in Davis, mm-hmm. so twenty today. Okay, I got to Hooper today, um, and they were already like diagnosed. I mean, not diagnosed, but when I got there, they were kind of already um, full for today. So that's I part get, of your professional, right? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So I'm saying, even I'm not counting those. Oh, okay. You talking about? I'm talking about just before that. Okay, just being in in. In up and about, yeah, I would say about twenty, yeah. But yet, I have had no training or better understanding on how to deal with these individuals. And yet, like I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not saying that that's what the the dude on the max came back. But when he says that you got in a fight because the dude thought you said something to him, that don't sit well with me. That's like so. I missed part of that. So was it a part? Was it a? What's the ethnicity he's involved? Do they, we know? It does not say. What are the names that might get away? Does not say. No. All it says is two men and one woman. That's it. Mm-hmm. Two, two. You know what's funny though, because when when disputes happen with with uh, African Americans, I guess black people, they're quick to describe who that person is. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, this is a it was a black male, black on black crime, six three slim. Man. It was gang related. And we'll, the gang task force is and, involved. And we'll give you how much facial hair they got. Every, you know, <laughs> eat ten tattoos. You know what I mean? Oh wow. Had three piercings. He had one in one ear, one in the other. He goes by a, the alias of you know, like, <laughs> they know all the information. And his auntie live on this street. You know what I mean? Damn. It's crazy. Damn. It's crazy. They'll give you a whole scroll script list when a black person messes up. But if it's two white men, it's all discreet. You know what I mean? Kevin didn't do nothing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Larry was standing by himself over in the corner. Kevin thought he said you know said something to him, and it was just a disagreement. No, no big deal. Mm-hmm. No, to us, it's like, what is this? What is this like foolery? Like they're acting like such animals. Like it was so 
how do I want to say, you know, ignorant. It's so so appalling to me. Like, mm-hmm. I hate that. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just. Yeah, that double standard you can, you can is always. You tell we, it's we're so different mm-hmm. when yeah. it comes to that type of thing. Yeah. You know. But it, and but um, I mean, in that is it? I feel like we are losing that responsibility to protect. You know our village like you know as we talked about that earlier like i feel like there's a responsibility for me to look out for you mm-hmm. just because i'm older than you, mm-hmm. you know I, I consider myself to be your elder mm-hmm. so i feel a responsibility to protect you no matter if it was jim bob or if it was emmanuel or if it was you know whatever the case may be you know i feel like it would be my position to um to protect you so it would be well, hard for and, me and to, as they say you know it takes a village to raise a child I guess in my view, there is that, but it could, it also just takes a village to kind of keep things together because not yeah. one person can do it by themselves. Most definitely. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, from, from a lot of different standpoints, um, what was I going to say? It's, it's like, they feel, I feel like the system is starting to make us look like we've lost the ability to rationalize. And I say that because without us being able to rationalize and make decisions, we're going to be treated as animals once people are making decisions for us. Man, I, and that's it. And just that, just that, what, what you were saying, like, who is our village? What is our village? Where is it at? Can you touch it? Can you like, feel it? Can you name it? No, Can but we I go there like right now? In Portland? Yes. The numbers? Is that the village? No. <laughs> Gresham is that is that the village? I mean, that's just where they're pushing us to. Maybe that's how they want us to feel. But I feel like it just comes back to our culture, just how everything was. You know, we all stuck together, all did things together. Um, at least, but at but least that's what but I felt there's I there's layers to that. that. So, did we? Yeah. Is that is that what we aim to do, or is that what is that, is that how, how the government is that is that how the government designed housing? Because. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because with, with, with the redlining, even if black people wanted to live in certain neighborhoods, developers wouldn't sell them a house. Sure. Like, there's a story. There's a guy that lived. He, he built a house out there right across the street from the church. Mm-hmm. You know that big house? It kind of it burned down, like, catty corner from the church oh, yeah, parking lot. Yeah, yeah. So that was, a, that was a house of a, um, a black dude. He was a dentist. Mm-hmm. So back in the 70s, 80s. <laughs> They were developing houses like back behind 42nd and Killingsworth, like 47th, 48th, mm, whole bunch of them. All right, right in that area on Killingsworth. Mm-hmm. The developer, this white dude that told me the story, he said the, the, the developer told him, he's like, Look, I can't sell you this house because he's trying to buy one of the new houses. He's like, Why can't he? Like, because if I sell you this house, no other white people will buy in this neighborhood. And that happened to that dude. He's a dentist, he had plenty of money, he could live anywhere he wanted to in Portland. He wanted to live right there. But he wanted to live, right. and, but, but the, these people would not sell him a house. It's because white people don't, they don't, they didn't want to live with black people because they, black people, they say, will bring the property value down. You know what I mean? Um, and just segregation, like that was their way of segregating. Like that was legally, they could stop your loan and then boom, you live in somewhere where you don't want to live. And so he had to build out here, excuse me, in the, in the North where, we know we know what the North was in the eighties. We know, exactly. <laughs> we know. Yeah. You know, the Ville was right back there. So he, you know, he didn't want to live out here, but this was the only place where he could build a house and live because 
he couldn't live in a white neighborhood, you know? Well, that, I mean, that, go, that goes back to... He could the, live on the other side of 42nd. If he was underneath that, yeah. but you went outside of 42nd, wouldn't no black people live out there? The, um... Dang it. No, bro, what I was going to say with that, uh, with that moving out. Oh, with the, um, with the Oregon Constitution. If we look at the Oregon Constitution oh, come right on, man. now... Yeah. No person of color can have property. property. Yeah. So what makes you think that it's different? Like those bylaws or those um, just principles yeah. are not still in effect today. Like you can see it. Like how many people do you know that own a home in Northeast? Well, anybody that did own a home in Northeast, they probably sold it by now. I'm just can we I'm just saying. Yeah. So it's not it's it's so many factors that go into that that, that we can see just staying present today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so that's what I was asking about. Being able to touch the village, being able to go in there amongst people, like, where is that at? Right now, it's scattered, bro. I mean, you got people in Vancouver. You got a few, handful of Northeast. You got people in North. Mm-hmm. You got people in Northeast numbers, hundreds, you know what I mean? Gresham, you know, so. I'm even further. Where you at? I'm in Fairview. Fairview. So I'm like, yes. I'm a 10-minute walk into Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, that's where I used to live back yeah. in high school. Yeah. I live up there. So, Deep uh, and I had to walk, you know what I'm saying? Getting home, had to walk that whole hill multiple times a week. I feel like we need to be able to, uh, I mean, which one step at a time? Like, I don't understand that, but we got to be able to come back. Right, I'm going on at 830. So, so I, think, I think that's necessary, man. Hold on, hold on. This man taking calls during the podcast. And you know what? Mom, I mean, Mom, I'm right by. We'll talk I mean, to you later, Mom. I'm going to need you to put that on Do Not Disturb. We uh, but yeah, we gonna have to, uh, we gonna have to figure that out like soon, and we gonna have to hold on to it. Okay, we we've been moved. We've been moved from the north mm-hmm. to northeast. We've been moved from northeast out to Gresham. It's time to time to try to lock that. One down. thing we gotta we gotta realize is that this is not, this is not our city. Okay. This is not our land. This is not our area. Where is? It ain't here. Where is? It ain't here. I think it is. It's not. When I say our, I mean black people. That's what I'm saying. I I, I disagree. But respectfully, I feel you. But this is this is not, this will nothing about Portland moving forward. The the direction that the city is going in. Mm-hmm. Is not designed to cater to us, and that's one thing that we have to realize. As we all, we need more affordable housing. We need, blah blah blah. They got these programs to help people buy. You know, it's it's nice, it's cool, but look, this is not for us, bro. They've shown it. Like this, the thing that's happening right now, the city has been planning this yes. for like 20, 30 years. Yeah. Like this ain't nothing new to no. the developer. Like they knew this was coming. Yeah, this is all. This is a plan. It's a master plan. Like they. This has been written down. They've been talking about this for years. Putting things in place. Putting things in place to be able to systematically, boom. And if they don't systematically do it, they'll just like snap their finger and like, all right, all these houses getting torn down. Like what they did were to, to build the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. That was a whole neighborhood of black people. That was a black neighborhood right there bro mm. all that land all them houses got torn down pushed people out further into the city mm-hmm. uh um 
you know, that like where the where where Emmanuel is it Emmanuel? Yeah, Emmanuel Hospital. Uh-huh. It does have work. All that area, that Al- Albina, mm-hmm. then was houses. Black people. Our our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It was still our neighborhood. Yeah. But they tore all that down. Eminent domain. All right, we're gonna put a hospital here. This is more important than your house. We're moving you out. Here's a voucher. Here's ten thousand dollars or five thousand dollars or whatever they gave yeah. you. Go somewhere else. Whatever little pacifier they exactly. gave. Exactly. That and then and then that you know that land. So there's Dawson Park. There's a little small building where African American Health, Coli- Health yeah, Coalition yeah. is at. Mm-hmm. And there's a that land is all that grass. Yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. Those are houses. Wow. That was supposed to be used for the hospital. Wow. Never used it. Wow. That land that land has been empty. Since like whenever that hospital was built, yeah, all them know. houses got torn down for the hospital. It never used. They just pushed people out, just because. Yeah. And so that's the thing, man. Like this city has never been designed for us, man. Like black people came out here to get jobs. You know what I mean? Back in when in Jim Crow, when you couldn't live, you couldn't breathe in the South without mm-hmm. getting arrested, or getting lynched, or whatever. Mm-hmm. We had to come out here just for survival. But they didn't want us here. And if you think they want us here now, you just said in the Constitution, them things are still there. Yeah, most of them. You know what I mean? But that that doesn't mean that we don't have a voice. Though. That doesn't mean that we don't have a voice. But all I'm saying is, we ha- we can't look for policy and government to save or help us. We got to totally like fund. In my estimation, obviously this might be a little radical. We got to totally turn our back on that, bro, because we keep waiting for them. Mm-hmm. They gonna let us wait. Did you wait? Did you vote this year? Did you vote for the Oregon mayor? Uh, yeah. I don't know who I voted for. I'll be I'll be checking boxes. No, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, being, being honest though, but I'm being honest. I voted. I don't know because I who cares? Does wait. it matter? Yes. Does it matter? These are the people that are implementing these policies that we're talking about. No, I feel you. Lo- local government matters, man. I, I should pay more attention to it. No, I, but it's not. It's not our fault. Okay. Did I don't remember having? You know, I love my mama to death. Mm-hmm. I don't remember sitting down at the dinner room table and having a conversation with my mom about who the mayor was, or about what policies were were on the bill this year. To, nah, to, we, to we didn't talk for. politics in my household either. Bro. Did did we ever talk politics? Nah. In the be- I'm just being honest. Did we ever talk about government or policies in the black family at the dinner table? That's not a conversation that we had. Nah. It's not our fault for us not knowing that. It's our fault for continuing to do this. I feel you. But it's not our fault for not knowing at that time because it wasn't given to us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now it's it's in a position where our responsibility is just to make our children aware. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the government is? Do you know what a bill is? I feel you. Do you I know just, what taxes I don't, is? I don't, I don't like us relying on the government. But we've never... How do you, how do you not rely on it if we really don't understand it? And I said, we, we don't need it. We don't need it? No. Okay. The government, all it does is hold us down. What you mean? <laughs> if we rely on the government, man, if you rely on them to determine your future, what do you think they are going to do for you? Okay. The, the, the example that I would show is showing up to a boxing match with no gloves. This ain't a boxing match. This is a this is a chess tournament with 16, um, with 16 just, chess tables. I got you. I'm the, the best. That was the best example that I can say is showing up to an event 
with not being fully prepared or with the equipment to be able to participate. If I don't know about exactly what the government is doing, the policies that are implemented, and what is going on, how am I even going to fight against this? You can't fight against it. Yes, I mean, you, you can, can, but you're going to die. No, you're not. You go, Yes, you will. No. Malcolm X didn't get killed. Martin Luther King didn't get killed. There's a Angela lot of- Davis is trying to put her under the jail. Asada a- Shakur barely got out of jail. Yes. <laughs> you gonna go? You gonna go to prison, mm-hmm. or you gonna get killed? Okay. If you really, if you really trying to make change, Fred Hampton he got killed. All the Black Panthers. In Chicago, they, what you think they gonna do to you? Black, they gonna do Black Panthers. You gotta do your research on that. They started out great. They started out real good, and then but the police, Cointel Pro, yeah. all that. You most definitely know about the Cointel Pro. Okay, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. But Fred Hampton, when they went in that house and shot up all them people and killed him, I know, I know, this is not in the same continent, but. Nelson Mandela. Yeah, okay. That's apples and so many different fruits. That's not even close to America. I didn't say it was. And it'll never happen in America. That should happen in Africa because they are the majority. And that's what I'm saying. This is not our, like, this is not our land. Like, South Africa is his land. He's from there. And all his people are there. So The white is the minority. So that makes sense. That the majority would rule over the minority. Okay. Because it's it's their country. It's their land. They're indigenous to that land. So are we the, are not indigenous to Oregon. Natives are. Native Americans. But I'm saying, like, we aren't even... You go back 200 years with no black people in Oregon. We just got here 40, 50 years ago to keep it 1,000. We got... The Great Migration from the South was in, like, what? 50s and 60s? Maybe 40... Maybe, you know what I mean? It wasn't no black people in Oregon back then. No, no, 1950s. I wouldn't give it 1950s. I would give it, I don't know. Don't want to just throw 60s? Don't want to, I don't know. It seems longer than that to me. You think black people have been here that long? Yes. <sighs> slavery I ended, think, I slavery think, ended 1865. I think black people and natives have been here the no, natives, whole time. No, no, no. In Oregon? In Oregon. Nah. I mean, I I know about I, <laughs> I know, know the natives the, was here. I know about the Moors and about their their conquests. That's that's, just, that's a different layer. That's a different layer. But I'm saying as far as touch this soil. No, I'm talking about <laughs> black man. Has touched I'm talking the soil. about. I'm talking about touch the soil. I'm talking about who was here at the time when all the settlers were coming out mm-hmm. west. Okay, it was the natives. They yeah. all got wiped out. They all got killed. Mm-hmm. And so then it was all the white people. But you, and then black people that were all in the south started migrating out west when that Jim Crow was hitting real tough. You know what I mean? Hopping on the railroads, making their way out here, getting jobs, working in shipyards, working. I had so much, so much to go into. It's a lot. I, 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 know, I know you're in your black liberation. I was just talking about a pet. Uh, uh, a pestis? I can't even talk about apartheid. It. No, a not pestis. a pestis. Uh, what's it's a, a chemical that was used pesticide in the in the uh, shipyards. Okay, and so many other like ground, so many of our grandfathers that were working in the shipyards, mm-hmm. sick with cancer now. Oh yeah, things like that mm-hmm. just to make a living. So killed us to make age. I would wanted to go so many different places with that. So I'm not. I'm and that's not. what I'm saying. This ain't this ain't this ain't for us. Oregon's not for us. It's not for Oregon. For so why are you? Here? Why are we here? Because we were born here. You, me, you, and Kendall, we was born here. So that we have to stay here. Huh? So we have to stay here? You do whatever you want. Are you, are you going to stay here? No. You, oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. 
Yes, you are. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, literally, like I'm not saying. And you, Kendall, we had this conversation. That's why I say didn't come to me. So you going to Africa? No, I'm going to visit. It's somewhere that starts with that letter, but not that specific place. Atlanta, Georgia. Hmm. Wow. So, uh, I just want to show you, right? So, a lot of us were taken. A lot of us taken. Yeah, a lot of us was taken, um, you know, in that European trade. Some of us by force. Some of us being sold. Some of us being sold a dream. Mm-hmm. I don't remember one person showing up in a canoe to come get us. What makes you think that they want us back? There is a big contrast between being African-American and being African. Not everybody that's in Africa likes African-Americans. So of course. I'm just saying. So you're saying don't go back to Africa? <laughs> I'm saying that's a conversation. I feel you. No, that is a conversation. That's, that's a, a conversation. very good conversation. That's a, that's, a lot of leg- that's a lot of leggers to unpack. It is. That's, that's another all. conversation for another episode. That's all I'm saying. I feel you. But I'm still going. Because I did my Ancestry.com little oh kit. God. I'm about to find out my Ancestry. You know what I mean? What parts of Africa. How much did, you, did they pay? How much did you have to pay for that? Uh, I had to pay like $70. That is a big hit just to make up some That's stuff. not a big hit. I'm just saying. You could just make up something. You know what? You from the Zulu well, why, tribe. Why would you want to make <laughs> up And you'd be like, I really am from the Zulu tribe. When it comes to that, though, why would you want to make up something? Yes, that's too important, man. I'm that's just, too important to not know. Like, I'm, like I'm going to go my whole life and I, I know have, my heritage. Like, my mom told me, like, I have Indian and French in me. I want to know, like, what parts of that I have to do with. Because I don't know not a look of French. I ain't been ever not around no French people in my Bonjour. life. Bonjour. <laughs> so it's called Creole. You know what I mean? Like, especially the Indian part of it. It's just like, I... I think I, we all got a little Indian in us, you know what I mean? But I would like to know, like, if I come from an actual tribe, those types of things. Like, I know actual real Indians, like, I miss yeah, out on tell you a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah, you could have like, got your college invited. paid for. Reparations, my brother. I try not to go there. I but, feel uh, you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I try to make it a bigger picture versus they, they get cashed out every year for their birthdays and stuff. But, but still, though, that ain't helped them. Yeah, you know, but I'm saying, like, when, the it thing. Comes, when it comes to, like, you know, Native events... People invite me to like making, you know, making how to make a parka. Like I would want to know those types of things. Well, you can do that. Buy a winter coat. But I just don't feel like I really have like I'm not gonna say it's an obligation, but it just, it just doesn't interest me because I don't come from that. No. Mm. You know, like I don't have that type of passion to do mm. what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's why I don't like camping. I would I don't really like going fishing. Like, but I feel like if I had if I had tapped into my other, what I'm gonna say, you know, cultures. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like I'm with it. So wait, wait, wait. When you say tap in, you mean be exposed to it? Yes, if I had experienced those I, I things like coming up. I like that. You know, it's it's like I'd be ready to take on those things at any given time, and I could pass those down to my children. You know what I mean? I like that. I like that because I feel like I said, as far as our responsibility would be to gain that knowledge and pass it down. Yeah. You know, at least share it with them. I mean, they don't have to take it on, but. Mm-hmm. At least be like, you know, hey, your dad did this, you know what I mean? It meant this to the family. You know, those types of things. Most definitely. Kind of keep them more connected, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, instead of them straying so far where it's like, you know, now everybody worried about, you know, they strung out or something. I think part of that has to do with uh, just where you grow up to. Like, you grew up in the country, that's all they did was. And, and like, fish I didn't, grow, I didn't and, you know, even, like, 
But if you grew up in the city, you're not. I fished when I was younger, but just when I started getting older, I was like, I I felt like I was kind of forced to when I was younger. Like, you really don't have no choice. There's nobody else to watch you. Like, you got to come. But now I'm like, have fun. I want to go. But unfortunately, like I didn't, I didn't grow up in the country, but I have an interest in. I like, I want to ride a horse. Like I'm cool with that. Yeah. I want to go four wheeling. I don't mind paintballing. Like that's stuff they do in the country. That my parents never exposed me to. Yeah, the first time I rode big. a horse, I was at a summer camp. That's big. You know, then they never said, "Hey, we're gonna pack up the car." That's the best thing about being an adult. You do whatever you want now. Yeah. 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 Whatever you want to do, you go do it. I can actually say no and not get in trouble for it. Well, word. Hello, man. Guide them up as they should go. Huh? Is that what his word says? Something like that. Hello, baby. So, to put a cap on this conversation, Hello, baby. the community, the village, we got to... Where is it? Hello, baby. I don't... Don't we don't need an I answer? Don't, I don't think it's about location. Okay. It's not about location, it's about mentality. Mm. Mm. Because we, we should be able to be anywhere and still be the village, you know? Say that. Um, so, in Portland, gentrification is real. In, in most urban cities in America, that's, that's, I'm going to Atlanta, gentrification everywhere, you know? But, uh, you know, the village is a, is a mentality, I think. I'm with it. Love you, brothers, man. Love you too, Uncle Paul. <laughs> Y'all should have seen this dude, man. Did you, did you post it on Facebook, bro? Nah, the snap? Probably a little later. Oh, my goodness. Paul something else, man. Paul <laughs> Henry Grice the Third or something else, man. He the ice cream man. Shaggy He's, uh... <laughs> He's gonna, he gonna get it lit, hanging out the car, making other people <laughs> sing Master P lyrics with him. Oh man, that was funny. That was he too really funny. knew the lyrics. He did. He was ready. Or maybe he heard it when he was coming down the block. He was like, maybe if I just repeat it, it'll leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what I thought it was too. <laughs> like, let me get furthest away from him. First, it was a. Hey y'all, next episode. Hello, baby. It's all about my boy Kendall Staples, man. It's going down. What's He's going to share his life, his testimony, the trials and tribulations, the ups and the downs, and most of all, the victory. Let's go, Neff. Socks and sandals. Love y'all. Peace out.